I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This episode of Everything Under the Sun is sponsored by NHTSA. Sadly, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke, and many of those incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. A child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than an adult's. So if you see a child unattended and you can't locate their parents, call 911. If the child looks unresponsive, do whatever it takes to get him or her out safely, including breaking the window. Your actions could save the life of a child. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world, bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors, covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. Welcome into Episode 5 of Everything Under the Sun, our summer series for 2021. It's been hot as a firecracker with deadly heat out west and incredible heat and humidity in the eastern seaboard. We'll be getting ready to celebrate our nation's independence this weekend, and we check in with the organizers of one of the iconic fireworks displays in the country. We'll check in with the Macy's 4th of July fireworks folks about what they plan to do for this 4th of July in the air and through the airwaves. We'll also get a look at travel around the country from AAA. Our friend Andy Gross joins us to talk about the forecast for this 4th of July travel and how will that weather be for your weekend. Huge changes in parts of the country from the heat and humidity to unseasonably cool weather. While that warmth bakes in, my friends Heather Zair and Joe Lundberg, our AccuWeather meteorologists, join me to talk about the weather for the weekend and the week beyond. Friends, sit back and relax. It's time to talk about everything under the sun. For over four decades, the Macy's 4th of July fireworks has lit up the sky, choreographed to amazing music, and has entertained millions of New Yorkers and fans each year on the ground. And for dozens of years, billions have been witness to this amazing show through the television partner NBC. For the last 12 years, I have had the honor and privilege and <laughs> pressure, I guess is a good way to put it as well, of being the on-site meteorologist for the official radio partner of the Macy's 4th of July fireworks and one of our longest AccuWeather radio partners, New York's only all-new station, 1010 Winds. You know, folks, I have done many amazing, cool things in my broadcasting career, including announcing at some of the biggest college football games uh, in the last uh, few decades and, and, and things and working with all the great radio stations I do. But I have to say, being at the Macy's fireworks headquarters on that 4th of July night with my 1010 Winds family around me and listening to us uh, far and wide and the amazing folks from Macy's who get it all together and get everything so amazingly prepared and executed. It's got to be one of the top of the list things that I've ever been a part of. The energy, the sights, the sounds, the stories. It's an incredible night and so much goes into that preparation. And we are so excited that after last year's pause due to COVID, we are 
getting ready just days away from the big show Sunday night. And it promises to be one of the biggest and best shows yet. And it is my pleasure to welcome the spokesperson for the Macy's 4th of July fireworks show, Orlando Veras. Orlando, it is great to talk to you. I'm so excited about Sunday night. You don't, uh, well, I know because I'm sure you're just as, if not more excited. I think we're all ready for this return to normalcy and the return of the amazing Macy's fireworks to New York City. Well, we are also very excited. Um, we're days away from the big show. You know, we've been working on this event for over a year um, and, of course, have been nimble and ready to change things as, as um, you know, the health and safety of our nation um, has, uh, has changed and evolved. Um, so we're really excited that we're almost there to the big show and that we're going to have a live audience this year returning back to our normal uh, routine with an a incredible show for the nation on the 4th of July. You know, I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And when I was a kid, we had Long's Park. And it was one of those kind of words you see across the country, including um, Boston, other places where, you know, a, a concert culminates into some maybe the 1812 Overture with fireworks. And so that's I got an early love for that. And so I was able to be part of a show that evolved here in State College that has gotten pretty big over the years. But goodness, my friend, when I got to New York about 12 years ago, my first one, I was on the we were on the Intrepid. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. We went back to there. And then there was one year we were up on the west side there on the on the Hudson River. We were up in a cruise ship one year. Do you remember that? Yes, the cruise ship right? year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that, that was a fun year. And then, you know, we had been on the Hudson side for three or four years when I started and we went back over to the east side, uh, to the East River. We've been in the seaport a couple of times. I think this year we're back on the east side of the East River over in Long Island City at Hunters Point Park South. Uh, Long Island City, Queens there. Right. Um, so that's where we're, we're going to be headquartered for the, the show for the for the Macy's folks, NBC and the radio with that great view across the East River back to, to Manhattan. I'm like looking forward to that. It's an iconic event, Orlando. Um, so you tell, you know, you've been working it just just like the, the parade that Macy's does at Thanksgiving. You know, they always say the work on next year's parade starts right after that parade is done. The next day they start debriefing and working. So you've been doing this even with the pause last year, working so hard on this, uh, how many hours how, what, and how many people, uh, when you look at the planning and then even into the execution as we get into Sunday night, how many people does this involve? Yeah, well, you know, the great thing about um, the iconic events that Macy's produces is that they're done in-house. We have an incredible team at the Macy's Brands and Entertainment um, Group who really are in charge of putting these iconic events together. They work every single day on the Macy's fireworks, on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, on our flower show, and all of our great holiday initiatives across the country. So it is really a long-term project. We are working on multiple uh, events at the same time, just because it takes a long time really to do all of the operation and logistics and the creative for each of these events, for the fireworks specifically. You know, we're dealing with uh, shopping the world uh, to find the, the coolest effects Right. Uh, that we can debut on the 4th of July. And, you know, those uh, fireworks are handmade. So it takes months to make just a shell. And then to get it transported from, you know, a country like China or Brazil or Portugal where, that are known for fireworks creation. Uh, and then getting them transported um, into the U.S. And, and finally, you know, designed for our show, installed. We've been installing the show for the last 12 days ahead of, of uh, July 4th. So it is a, an ongoing process. 
a really incredible dedicated team that Macy's is in charge of every year. And for the fireworks, we also have our pyrotechnic partner, Pyro Spectaculars by Sousa, who have done the show for um, 38 of our 45 years right. as an annual event. Yeah, they're amazing. We uh, work with them and, uh, you know, it's it's fun because, you know, where we are in the radio situation, I mean, we get... So the way this works, folks, is, you know, the show goes up over New York City live and 1010 wins our radio station, our partner at AccuWeather. They're the official radio partner. So that's where New Yorkers who are there watching the show would tune in to get that soundtrack that's synced up to the fireworks. Now, so Orlando, you know, you're talking about having to get specialized fireworks made. Some of that is kind of based on the theme of the show and things. I know, you know, and you know, certain songs I've seen smiley face fireworks and we've exactly. had planets now. Right. And, you know, when we're doing Gustav Holst, the planets. And, and it's, so it's all so all of that has to come together. I mean, that that's the amazing part. Let's talk a little bit about this year's score. Can you give me some highlights? Uh, and oh, I think is there a military band scheduled uh, yeah, this year? Absolutely. So the score really is the blueprint to what people see in the sky. We start with the score. Um, it creates the, the musical accompaniment, the heart of what we would like to convey every year. This year, our score, we're, we're trying to celebrate the hero within. After um, everything that's happened in the last year and a half, We've seen a lot of, uh, of folks, you know, the tributes to all of our essential workers and um, and the heroes that are traditional, um, you know, fire department, NYPD, all of the all of the kind of service units that are always highlighted in, in these kinds of events. But what we also wanted to celebrate the individual because we know that over the the course of this last year and a half, we've all had to do some. Uh, heroic things. Yes. And so, um, you know, whether that is, you know, getting your kids ready for school while you're in in several uh, video meetings, uh, you know, everyday heroes uh, is what we wanted to celebrate. And uh, and that's how we started. So the score really started from there. We worked with our partners at Hollywood Scoring um, to create um, musical accompaniments that really there's a, there's a, a hero suite that's really sweeping and, and, um, and a stunning background for what we're going to do in the sky. We've worked with the United States Army Field Band and Soldiers Chorus for oh, lending their talents. Beautiful. Yeah, um, they, they've been there before. Do I? Uh, we've worked with, with different military bands before. Right. This is the first time we've worked with the Army Field awesome. Band and, and Chorus. And of course, we also worked with the Broadway Inspirational Voices who are doing an incredible soaring rendition of Lift Every Voice and Sing um, that will be part of the score this year. And to top it all off, uh, we worked with music superstar Tori Kelly, who is singing a powerful um, rendition of the classic uh, You'll Never Walk Alone from the musical Carousel. Oh. Oh. Um, and that's really going to be that is the the moment in the show where mm -hmm. we really pinpoint like the, the everyday heroes in our lives. And it is. Um, every year, our fireworks has the Macy's Golden Mile moment, which is really the the, the pinnacle of the show. The pinnacle, it's, yeah. It's where we we really take the sky and with golden hued fireworks, where we go a thousand feet in the air and a mile across the river um, with these incredible waterfalls. Um, it's like the signature part uh, moment of the show every single year, and that um, song will be the the uh, golden mile moment this year. I, I have uh, a few amazing videos of that over the years. That yeah. moment, I, I'm already choked up, and we're not even there, and I'm hearing this, and I, I know I'm gonna be emotional because I I really thought about that visited for the first time in almost two years, actually New York City, and the folks 1010 wins in, in person and. 
I feel that, Orlando. I feel the everyday heroism by the everyday New Yorker who's yeah. really had to put up with a lot. I think, you know, as we look across the country, the, the experience with COVID is vastly different in other places. And I think uh, some of us, you know, I get it. I, I'm, I'm part of New York three to six times an hour every morning to give them the weather. And so I, I kind of feel like uh, I'm there every day, even though I may not physically be there. And I, and I felt the pain. And so I, I just think there's going to be such an amazing relief when this thing goes off. And now I feel the pressure even more to get us a good forecast here. <laughs> Please. <laughs> As we head into Sunday, which gets to a story. I mean, look, this is rain or shine. I mean, there, yes. there, there, there is no... Because of the monumental nature of the show, just like the monumental nature of the parade on Thanksgiving, there's just really no way to say, okay, we're going to make a decision and move it. So rain or shine, I can tell you here at this point, as we record this later Wednesday, we'll be dropping the podcast a little early this week on Thursday, that it looks like we're going to get some showers and thunderstorms here to end this heat wave. This has been just iconic in New York here the last few days. And then we're going to get it uh, hopefully dried out. I think we're in pretty good shape. We may see a shower thunderstorm pop up in some places on Sunday. But if they do, I think uh, they would be over in time. But it goes back to, uh, you know, one, I've been pretty good. I mean, I even remember the year we were at the seaport and we had the, the, the tropical system go by. And I think the rain ended at like two, three o'clock when I started broadcasting mm-hmm. just in time. And we cleared out just in time to have that. That was the first year we were at the seaport. And had the Brooklyn Bridge kind of really highlighted. That was an amazing year yes. for that. And then um, uh, the next year or two, we moved across to where we're going to be. And it was a day where we weren't pretty confident that it was going to be dry, but we didn't think it was going to be anything heavy. And I was using the words, oh, we may see a sprinkle before the show or whatever. Well, of course, about 30 to 40, 35 minutes Something blew up just right over us and it gave us a little dousing. It was pretty much done by the time the show started. But yeah, um, those are those are some of the weather stories. I'm hoping not to have anything like that for you, Orlando, but it's uh, you guys are prepared for everything to make sure this show gets off. Yeah, we're absolutely prepared. You know, the, the great thing about and people ask us this is that those, the show is waterproof. Part of the process that's happening right now as we load all of the shells onto the barges is that everything is waterproofed in advance. So every single shell is is is, is waterproofed. So 65,000 shells takes a, a long time to waterproof and also then wow. load onto the barges and wire them and then test them to make sure that they're online and ready to go for the 4th of July. So that's why the process is, is so long. Um, we start a couple of days in advance, but you know what we're hopeful for, uh, you know, some clear weather. We, we need a little bit of wind. We want a little wind. Yeah. You so want like- a little clearing, right? You <laughs> yes. want so you know, now I will be selfish and I'll want a little bit of an east wind to blow it back over to Manhattan, but everybody <laughs> that's over on that side of the river will probably want it the other way. I think there will be a little bit of a breeze. The good news is it looks like um, the humidity is coming down. I mean, this has been so oppressive yeah. in the city the last several days, not only just the heat, but the, the, the humidity. And then there's no relief at night. You, you walk out and it's just like a free sauna mm-hmm. right around the streets of, of New York City at night. Yes. So uh, that will be I, I guarantee it will not be it's going to be cooler and the humidity will be bearable on Sunday, whether or not we can be dry the whole day. 
I'm crossing everything I got here, Orlando. I promise you that. Okay. You know, at the very least, at least over the location of the show, the, where the barges are, where we are, where the public is gathered. Uh, if it's raining any other part of the city, I'm okay with that. All right. Um, and, and, and if we do have a little bit, you're, you promise you won't come after me after the show. Uh, okay. All right. So, uh, all right. So um, again, let's talk about logistics this year a little bit. We have uh, been able to have a lot of the bigger thoroughfares of the city open to folks to be able to get um, uh, good views. We're trying to get back to as normalcy as possible. I know we're not going to have as many people at the the headquartered site, right, in terms yes. of people there this year. But in terms of people in New York City, is uh, they're going to have opportunities to see it from the ground in good places? Give us a little bit of information on that. Sure, that's the great part about a returning to normal. Uh, you know, last year we wanted to keep the tradition alive and and, uh, and continue to do the Macy's fireworks. So we did it a bit differently with multiple shows unannounced and advanced so that uh, crowds wouldn't gather. And we were able to pull that off over a series of several days and 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 seven shows. Um, this year we're back to our, our traditional one big show on the Fourth of July with right. a public audience. And there's going to be public viewing in uh, three boroughs in Manhattan, Brooklyn and Queens. The majority of, of the public will be on the elevated portions of the FDR Drive that will be closed um, for right. viewing. That's a beautiful uh, sight, Orlando, looking yeah, across and seeing all those people up on the FDR. That's that's really amazing stuff. Yeah, it is. You know, we're we're there, you know, setting up for our broadcast and and, uh, and doing uh, so much of the last minute preparations that happen on the 4th of July. And then at one point you turn around and you, and you look across the river and it's filled Boom. and that, right. It's and like there's no longer cars. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and there's no cars. And then all of a sudden it's just like an, uh, really like a, a firecracker of people. It's just starts, yeah. uh, they, they start moving. And then I think there's going to be, people are going to want to stake out the best spot early this year. I really yeah. feel that. Right. Yeah. And so we're encouraging um, all, every spectator to, to check our website out, um, Macy's.com slash fireworks before they head out on the 4th of July. Um, there are some restrictions and some entry points that will be communicated on that site that are still evolving at this point, but by Sunday we'll be set and ready to go and we'll communicate that uh, on our website. Uh, but we'll, we'll be looking forward to, to having a live audience again and, and all gathered together, enjoying and celebrating our independence. Now, one of the fun things, uh, not only do we have the show, but we then have the pre-show, um, which uh, starts on NBC about 30, 30, 40 minutes before the actual fireworks start. Right. Do you have some of the list of who's going to be on sure. uh, the NBC show? And, and, and then, you know, some of those musical acts as we lead right up to the fireworks, we also broadcast simultaneously on 1010 Winds. Yeah, that's great. Well, we're, we have an incredibly jam-packed show uh, with music from a, a bunch of great artists. Uh, the Macy's Fireworks Spectacular is a two-hour special on NBC that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Feature performances from Black Pumas, Coldplay, Jonas Brothers, one Republic, Reba McIntyre, and Blake Shelton this year. So, you know, an hour and a half, an hour and about forty minutes worth of great Good entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, uh, Before the fireworks kick off. The best part is if you kind of miss it, and it's Orlando. It's crazy. I've been <laughs> um, able at least eighty percent 
to get back to my hotel room because I figured out the subway system to get back to get to get and to be able to watch the show on TV at the replay there in the 10 yeah. o'clock hour. Right? There's a, yeah, there's a there's a, a highlights replay uh, from 10 to 11 that will feature some of the um, some of the performers as well as the entire fireworks show. So, yeah, it's it's uh, pretty fun. So you get to see it twice. Again. Orlando, anything I missed that you want to bring up? I know uh, we you've got uh, some great partners. I don't know if you want to highlight any more of those. Uh, you know, I, and I all think, the folks. you know, we just want to make uh, some basic basics of the show. The, the fireworks are expected to start at approximately 925. And, you know, we'll go for 25 minutes. We have 65,000 shells and effects. So get ready yeah, for I, incredible actually, spectacle so that, in the air. That's the most ever, right? We're, 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 we're in, no, we're in uh, our general range. Uh, you know, we've, we haven't done five barges in this area of the, of the waterway in a few years. So we're right. excited to be yeah. able to, to bring that uh, kind of longer spectacle across the East river. Um, it gives uh, additional viewing opportunities, um, which is great. And, and we're going up to a thousand feet in the air. So if you have mm-hmm. an unobstructed view of the sky over the East river, anywhere, if you're using Manhattan as a guide, the barges will be between t- East 23rd and East 42nd street. And of course the fireworks will be launching and going up to a thousand feet, which gives great views to a lot of people across three boroughs. That's going to be amazing. I really look forward to seeing you on Sunday and being there. And uh, again, we'll we'll do our best to to make the weather as good as it can be. Um, I would tell folks, you know, please check in early. Ten Ten Winds is an amazing. If you're going to be there on the ground and watch it, Ten Ten Winds is a is a great way. We got all the latest information because of our partnership with Macy's, uh, because of being the official radio partner. I mean, we're going to be getting that information first and really good stuff. We kind of keep it light and fun and informational and we'll have the latest traffic and weather and all that everybody needs. Join us uh, either on the radio or if you can't be there on NBC, it's going to be an amazing night. Orlando, thank you. And I look forward to seeing you on Sunday, my friend. Looking forward to it. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Certainly, as we're leading up to the fireworks on Sunday night, you can get all the information. You know, in this day and age, it is amazing because, you know, all you have to do is say to Alexa, listen to 1010 Winds or Siri, and it's right on your phone or your device. So you can check in with us on that broadcast. I'll be broadcasting as early as 3 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday from New York. And you can go to Macy's.com slash social slash fireworks for some of the great information about entry points to where you can watch it and all the information that we talked about with Orlando. I am so excited to get ready for that crossing my fingers as we drop this podcast on Thursday. We're looking like we're going to dry out for the afternoon and evening. We'll keep you up to date as we go through that on the AccuWeather.com app and on 1010 Winds, 1010winds.com for the latest information too. So that's the story about the fireworks in New York City. We've had some fireworks in travel news over the last couple of weeks. We're going to check in with Andrew Gross, spokesperson from AAA with our forecast for the holiday travel as we get ready for the 4th of July. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. 
Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore, your host, as we get ready for this middle holiday in the summer season. It is the 4th of July, Independence Day. And for some people, well, it depends where you are in the country. I mean, uh, Memorial Day is kind of the start of the unofficial summer season. But I know from traveling a lot in the Northeast and New England, sometimes summer doesn't really get going in those areas till we get to the 4th of July. And here we are on the cusp for that. And I wanted to get a travel update uh, as we've been going along this, uh, in the last several seasons, we've been checking in with a uh, spokesperson, public relations manager from the AAA national office. Andrew Gross joins us once again. Andy, it's good to talk to you here on Everything Under the Sun. You know, you've joined us uh, over the last couple of years at, at varying points. I know we talked a little bit right around the Memorial Day holiday and, and just as summer was beginning. Let's talk about some of the things that we saw in terms of numbers and travel statistics for the Memorial Day holiday. And how does that point here as it seems more and more people are emerging, getting ready to travel and have some vacation here for the 4th of July holiday. The numbers for Memorial Day were certainly up and uh, expectedly so here that uh, that we saw biggest numbers of traveling in over a year for that holiday. That's right. We saw exceptional high demand for travel over Memorial Day. We forecast that. We thought a lot of people are going to be hitting the road and more people feeling comfortable flying. And we saw that. And now we are forecasting that about 47.7, close to 48 million Americans are going to be hitting the road over the next you know, over the five-day 4th of July holiday period, which is very, very close to the 2019 numbers. We kind of have to throw out 2020. 2020 was that right. the endemic year, right? But it's still a different breakdown, this versus 2019, where are we still seeing a vast majority of people, rather than trying to, to fly somewhere, kind of keeping it on the ground, driving more? Uh, is that the, expected to continue to be the trend? Or is the amount of air travel starting to really rapidly increase now? Air travel is increasing, but it is still lagging. Of the 47.7 million folks that we think are going to be hitting the road for the 4th of July holiday period, 43.6 or 91% of those folks are going to be traveling by car. People just feel a little more comfortable traveling by car right now. Plus, you have the headache of whether you're trying to deal with COVID or the rental car situation. Mm-hmm. So say you get it, you say say you want to fly somewhere, you might you might get to the airport on the other end and be running into a, a, a glitch with the rental car situation. So a lot of folks are probably thinking, I'm just going to travel by car. There still is a, a lag in terms of the availability of flights to certain places uh, in terms of the, the availability, which also, I think, adds some expectations. You know, two years ago before pandemic, you missed the flight and you had numerous options to get you back on track. As I found out back in April, I missed a flight and then it just exponentially grew. Remember when we talked about that whole scenario? And now you just you could miss a day by missing a flight where before you may have missed two, three four hours. That's right. I think uh, I think the airlines have even been surprised at how readily people have been jumping back on the travel bandwagon. And, uh, you know, it takes a while when you're an airline and you've, you've mothballed a big chunk of your fleet and, and, you know, you've had pilots going off and flight crews going off and do other things to kind of ramp back up again. So there's always going to be a little bit of that lag because it's easier to pack your suitcase and get to the airport than it is to, you know, get a plane back out of mothballs. Definitely that. And uh, also easier to maybe control the space around you when you're in your private vehicle. And I think that's becoming a concern, Andrew. It's just, it's, we 
we're just seeing and hearing too many stories about bad behavior in places. And, and it's and it's a little scary. And I think some people, again, would rather take that control, especially if they're traveling with their family to, to be able to control that small space within their vehicle and within their RV and that kind of things versus getting out and about in the in the in the airline world. And that's, yeah, that's a great that, that's a great point. And if it is a family vacation, the adults might be vaccinated, but if they've got little kids. The kids might not be vaccinated yet. So it's easier to kind of control the situation if you're all in the car together. So we expect numbers to be up. Uh, I can tell you uh, just from being in New York a couple of weeks ago, getting ready to go in again this weekend for the Macy's fireworks display on Sunday night that uh, prices are up. You know, I, there were some real travel bargains there during the height of the pandemic. You could stay at a really nice hotel for pennies on the dollar. Now it seems like uh, those numbers are exceeding expectations. I, I'm looking at prices up, uh, you know, maybe 100 to 125 percent of where they were pre-pandemic for some of the same places that I might want to have gone before. Is that uh, something that you guys are seeing at AAA? Yeah, yeah, we're 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 seeing spikes in some uh, some areas when it comes to travel costs, particularly with. With, you know, rental cars. Uh, that's a big one. It's it's almost like a 200% increase. Uh, hotels have got, gotten a little more expensive. And it's really just because of demand. This is all demand driven. Well, and, and gasoline prices too. Let's not, let's not skip over that. Gasoline right. prices are stubbornly staying over $3 and, uh, and they're, they're probably only going to increase. Well, I, it's demand. And then it's also, I think, some of the reaction to and something we've talked about the last uh, few visits is and in some of these places, it's very hard for areas that uh, are expecting a lot of people that normally rely on either foreign help to come over and come into these resort areas. They haven't had that for now two years. They're certainly not getting it as it ramps up. And then even the local folks, are they're having trouble finding local folks to work. We've been reading stories about how they're going down to 13, 14 year olds to work in some of these resort places places because they just don't have enough. Uh, so I think that is ramping up the cost as well. Yep. But the one thing we do know is when, when you have all these additional costs, people are still going to travel. They're just going to figure out a way of you know budgeting it in. They'll, yep. leave, they'll leave out less. They're, they maybe will look for more free activities, but they are going on the vacation. Right. And especially when they were limited on doing that over the last year or so. I mean, that that desire to get out there is even more. But, um, you know, what are some things that you are telling folks to to try to do uh, just maybe in a nutshell, like three or four bullet points as you get ready to travel? Um, I think the first one is to you know, never take anything for granted in any circumstance. It would be a great piece of advice that I would give to anybody. But especially in this situation, Andy, just just make sure that you keep checking. And even if you think you're bugging somebody to check, I would do it because the difference between you and your happiness and your families when you're getting ready for this vacation could be just that call to make sure that something you expected to be the way it was is going to be that way. Absolutely. That is always great advice. Call ahead, double check. You know, like what, you know, measure twice and cut once that, <laughs> that old adage. So, you know, if, if you are a little worried, if your gut tells you something might not be right, make a phone call, just double check. And we're telling folks also be patient and leave early because this year you're going to have a lot more company, whether it's on the road or if it's at the airport, wherever you go, there are going to be other travelers around. So just be prepared. And then and the other thing I think to be prepared about for someone who listens to traffic reports in our major cities, the traffic 
patterns aren't the same. I mean, uh, you know, in New York City, they don't really have a morning rush hour anymore. It doesn't start really ramping up to almost eight, nine o'clock. And then it's H-E double toothpicks, as my grandmother used to say, through much of the afternoon and into the first part of the evening. It's it's pretty bad. So what you, again, what you might have expected before, oh, I'm going to avoid the New York City area or the big metropolitan area during morning, or it may not be the same. So again, yeah, allow extra time and plan ahead, I think are big pieces of advice. Um, you know, I know that the cruise industry has been trying to get that footing again. We're seeing people starting to book cruises, but I don't know. I mean, there's nothing immediate going out right uh, around the United States. I, where where I are we at there? I, want, I know that some of the cruise lines were starting, restarting uh, in late June. So we're, we're right now, they're beginning to dip their toe into having uh, some of these smaller cruises going out. So we're we're getting into it. We are seeing bookings for cruises definitely picking up with our AAA travel agents, but a lot of folks are booking more for 2022, 2023, even 2024. So while they're interested in cruising, they're not really crazy about cruising right now. Is there a, certainly a, there was a sea change in terms of um, when you book ahead in terms of the way you were treated, uh, the airlines having to change, uh, you know, fees and things, uh, rescind those. And so are, are, do you think we're going to keep these gains, which I think were for the traveler? I think uh, with less restrictions because of the pandemic, are we, do you think we're going to keep that? Or do you think going forward, some of these uh, airlines or hotels or whatever, when you book that the, they may start to institute some deposits and problems that if you do a late cancellation that you you might lose some money. Is that a trend that we're going to see favor the consumer or do you think it's going to go back and start favoring the the folks that are doing uh, providing you the opportunities to travel? You know, that is I wish I had a better crystal ball on that because that's that's really a that's and that's hard. That's a, like a business decision. And will businesses begin to kind of claw back the advantages they gave to travelers during when they were trying to lure people to travel during up during the worst times of, of COVID, uh, that's a distinct possibility. And what we always tell people that, and particularly if they're AAA members, is uh, take advantage of a AAA travel agent because it's a free service. So yes. never, you know what, never pay full price. And if it's free, take advantage of it because that way they can help you explore all the different cancellation policies and, you know, what to expect and, and should you have travel insurance and things like that. It's an extra sort of guidepost that you can have when you're, when you're doing these trips because, you know, travel is expensive. So you don't mm. want to be laying a lot of money out and then all of a sudden, boom, you're you're stuck. You know, one trend that we've been seeing too with uh, the increasingly seems lengthy summers, right? Uh, summer doesn't come to an end uh, in terms of the nice weather at uh, Labor Day. In fact, uh, you know, up along the Eastern seaboard, I think, you know, getting nice weather even into September and mid-October. So um, is this a, a time where I think folks can think about not just limiting themselves to those summer windows and maybe think about uh, getting a little bit of a getaway, a little quieter getaway as you get early in the fall, take a look at some of those places. That, that may be a, an interesting way to kind of mitigate all of this desire to travel but to not to have a bad situation here in this heart of the summer. Yeah, that's right. Well, it depends on if you have school aged children, because a lot True. of the, a lot of school districts are going back, you know, late August, which is, uh, you know, luckily I missed that trend. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I was one of those classic after Labor Day going back to school kids. But now you're hearing, you know, some kids are going back in uh, you know, mid-August, which I don't know, which will definitely limit the family 
vacation time. So if you don't have kids and you're sort of not tied down to a school calendar, then maybe the, you know, that post Labor Day travel time might actually be a little better. You'll certainly avoid the crowds and who knows, gas gasoline prices might be dipping a little bit. We don't know. Andy, it's always great to catch up with you, and we look forward to doing that. Maybe we'll check in right before Labor Day, because I think there'll probably be a last gasp of just trying to get some travel in before the realities of returning to work and school hit for most of us here as the summer comes to an end. Hard to believe we're already to the July 4th weekend, but it's, here it's we amazing. are. Yeah, this year is flying by. It truly is. Andy, thanks so much. Thank you. As Andy said, the uh, AAA services, generally free, um, they've got a great website where you can get in there and check out all the information and what's available to you by using AAA. That's AAAA.com. And if you'd like to follow Andy on Twitter, it's TV Media AG. TV Media AG is his Twitter handle. Thanks to Andy, and we'll check in with him. So we get ready for uh, Labor Day and beyond. We'll get ready for this 4th of July holiday weekend and beyond with lots of weather news. The intense, deadly heat out west, the heat and humidity in the east that's getting broken as we go through the start of the weekend. And who's going to have some nice stuff for the 4th of July and Independence Day holiday weekend? And who's going to wish they were back maybe a, a week or so to last weekend? We'll talk about that with my friends. Heather Zair and Joe Lundberg, our AccuWeather meteorologists, join me next for the weather for the weekend ahead and the week beyond. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. This podcast is sponsored by the NHTSA. Leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Look for your baby before you lock. And welcome back to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore, your host, as we get into our final segment when we take a look at the weather for this upcoming weekend and the week beyond and recap what's been going on. And to my great friends and colleagues who I work with closely every morning, AccuWeather meteorologists Heather Zare and Joe Lundberg. We haven't done this in a while, gotten the three of us together as we're all back in the office. It's good to see you, Heather. Uh, it's been a little... see, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's right in person. Absolutely. And, and Joe, good to see you as we both... All three of us love, I think, uh, the summer holidays, and this is going to be uh, an interesting 4th of July. We've got uh, some really tough weather, that heat wave that has been amazingly uh, incredible out in the West, starting to break down a little bit, but not going away, and then uh, some shower and thunderstorm chances in places where folks want to enjoy the holiday. Joe, let's start with you. Uh, just looking at that that heat, uh, amazing heat, and you're one of our long-range team. It looks like this heat uh, in the incredible amounts of it out West breaks down a little bit bit, but doesn't go away. These folks are still going to be suffering, not as hot as it's been the last few days, but pretty hot the rest of this uh, next uh, several weeks up there. I guess if there's good news that the coastal areas have cooled off a little bit. So, you know, west of the Cascades, they're in pretty good shape, but the interior areas, there's no source region for cool air. So they're going to stay hot, not, you know, setting all-time records like they have earlier this week, but it's still going to be sunny and hot with Really no relief in sight, not just through the weekend, but really into the first half of next week for those folks. Heather, you uh, do our newspapers and, and, and TV preparation for our briefings, especially for Southern California and for our TV stations in Los Angeles, KBC and KGO in San Francisco. I mean, that kind of heat had been in the southern parts of the West earlier in the summer, but... That incredible heat. I mean, you've all of us have been 25 years doing this. It's something I've never seen before. No, this has really been just not even historic doesn't even feel like a strong enough word. I mean, it doesn't seem like it covers the extent of it. Like Joe said, they're cooling down. They're not setting all time record highs, but they're backing off 
a lot, like 10 degrees, and still going to be 15 degrees above normal, and the nights still aren't cooling. If you want to look at a parallel, I, about a week ago, said this is very comparable to what we saw in February with an astounding Arctic outbreak that shattered records up and down the plain states that was historic. I mean, you had to go back 100 years or more to find something anywhere close to it. And this is the same thing in the Northwest where all-time records are being shattered in some places dating back almost 100 years. So it's not like we've never seen it before, but it, it is historic. It's epic. It's something that you don't see very commonly. Thankfully, the worst of it's behind, but it's not done. And this could lead to other problems down the road, like the potential for fires and places like that. And then also, I think it's kind of dwarfed the incredible heat wave that we had in the east, which is the second heat wave of June for a lot of the eastern seaboard. I mean, last year, New York City only got to 90 degrees two times in the month of June. They've had two four-day heat waves and some incredible numbers that exceeded our expectations. So they're going to get relief Maybe too much of it. So, you know, all that heat still out west, a big shot of cool air is coming into the middle of the country and the, and the northeast to cool us down over the next few days. Highs only in the 60s, even 50s in parts of New England. It's just going to be a completely total turnaround. Total turnaround and, and almost uh, incredibly similar in some ways to that Memorial Day holiday, which was one of the most awful in the Northeast. Not that cold, not that wet, but unsettled. And of course, you know that I'm going to be in New York looking at those Macy's fireworks. So some issues, uh, just thoughts about that, Joe. I, I, the weather will get better with each passing day this weekend. Early in the week, it looked as if this upper level trough was going to sit far enough west that scattered showers and thunderstorms are going to be a part of the entire three-day weekend. But with time, those models have moved more progressively, and it limits the shower and thunderstorm activity. Saturday looks to be the most active day across the northern mid-Atlantic and up into New England and eastern New York State. Sunday still probably active in those places, but less so. More opportunities to get out and enjoy picnics and barbecues and maybe have evening fireworks. And on Monday, for those who are doing you know festivities on that day for the three-day holiday, it should be fine in most places. Although by then, some heat's coming over the top from that western ridge through the Midwest and Great Lakes, and that could produce some thunderstorms over the top as the heat and humidity tries to squeeze in on the backside of this departing low. Yeah, every time we get this push of cold air and it goes back to that Arctic outbreak in February and then we had that push that prompted that terrible weekend in, in May along the eastern seaboard where the cold. But the warm air just rushes right back. Now, this isn't coming from the south. As Joe said, it's over the top. But folks in the northeast are going to go right back to Beach Week here once we get past the 4th of July weekend. And I'll have more extremes than folks in the southeast. If there's a plus somewhere, it's going to be Virginia, North Carolina, that part of the country where actually for the holiday weekend... It's going to be beautiful, low humidity, sunshine, if anything, a little too cool if you had plans to go to the beach or something. With one caveat, the folks in Florida have got to be looking nervously to the tropics because now we have a tropical storm. I didn't want to bring that up yet, Joe. Just let it go. Let it go. I have to to do my my due diligence. We do all do. And while it may not affect the holiday weekend per se, you've got to be paying attention to its whereabouts and its development because Florida may be one of the targets for it early next week. And we're talking late. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday timeframe. So stay tuned. The jokes about Let It Go, the name of this would be Elsa. So we've got all the frozen jokes going on. But yeah, it definitely has to stay tuned. So look, both of you, I know it's been incredibly 
busy of late. Some things and thoughts about the 4th of July holiday, Independence Day. How are you going to celebrate with your family and friends? You know, we really have no idea at this point. We have been taking it one day at a time. Our oldest just graduated from high school. We're prepping up for college. There's just lots of that mindset going on. I suspect there will be a lot of just, you know what, let's just put it all aside and do whatever we feel like when we wake up in the morning. Joe is a, an, a, a triathlete and rides bike hundreds of miles, swims dozens of miles, runs. What do you got going on this weekend? Um, supposedly some friends are coming in from Ohio to ride Saturday. We'll see because the showers are in there, so I've warned them about that. And then after I get out of work on the holiday itself Sunday, I'll probably ride a little bit before celebrating with family in the late afternoon and evening. Well, my plans are to be at the Macy's Fireworks, so I'm going to rely on you guys on Sunday to help me out and make sure that we get that dried out. Thanks so much. Uh, we have to do this again sooner than a year or so. Definitely. Uh, my pleasure. Labor Day weekend's coming up in football season, so you know we've got to do it. <laughs> See, there you go, Joe. Ruining my summer already. Joe Lundberg, Heather's Air, thank you so much here on Everything Under the Sun. So after Heather, Joe, and I recorded that on Thursday morning, we got the word that Elsa was named as a tropical storm. And so our fifth name is underway, and we are watching Elsa very closely as we go through the weekend. There are opportunities for it to either run through the Caribbean and go towards the Gulf, or there's a situation where this could turn up along the eastern seaboard as we go through the part of this upcoming week ahead after the July 4th weekend. So again, weatherproof your life. Make sure that you're following along on AccuWeather.com, our AccuWeather apps, and everywhere else that you get AccuWeather information, our network and our great network partners and media partners throughout the country on television and radio, because obviously with everything that's going on in this busy 4th of July weekend, which we still hope holds out and keeps us dry on the Macy's fireworks on Sunday, although it looks like a lot of showers and Pretty bad weekend ahead, as we talked about in the uh, Northeast, New York and New England. Friends, that'll do it for this episode, episode number five of our summer series. Next week in episode six, we're getting ready for Shark Week. Dr. Stephen Caggiora, he is a uh, professor and a shark expert from Florida Atlantic University. He's been on this podcast before. You've seen him on Shark Week broadcast. He's going to be with us to talk about the expanding realm of where sharks are going this summer, seeing more and more sightings of great white sharks up on the coast of Cape Cod, where I'm going here in a week or so, and we're starting to see those shark sightings even on the West Coast in places we hadn't before. So that's going to be an interesting topic of conversation. We'll also uh, check in with some other folks, too, as we continue to get you ready for summer. Friends, it's been an amazing broadcast. Thanks again to our friends at Macy's, Orlando Veras, also from AAA, Andy Gross, and also to Heather and Joe for stopping in and talking about the weather. For our executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robb, and all of us at AccuWeather, I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week for Episode 6 of the Summer Series. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.